0: A reading from the Holy Gospel, according to St. Matthew, chapter 3, beginning at the 13th verse. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan, to be baptised by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptised by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfil all righteousness. Then he consented. Lord, I pray that the words that come from my mouth uh, might make sense because they are inspired by your Holy Spirit. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Would you please be seated? Well, for each of the last four years, uh, we've chosen a theme that we've launched in January. So it's important to come to church in January uh, because you get to know what the theme is. Um, To hold a sort of common thread throughout the year. It doesn't mean that we won't and we don't delve into other areas throughout the year, but as both a preacher and a church leader, and as well as being somebody who listens to other people preach, I found it really helpful in terms of linking the Word of God with the actions of God's people. God willing, we'll continue to link God's Word and our actions throughout 2020. And that ongoing challenge of linking God's Word and Our Actions is essentially the catalyst for this year's theme. There's so much going on in our lives these days and so much going on in the world in which we live that has us personally and collectively looking at this book and going, what's going on? Looking for explanation looking for comfort, looking for answers and looking for direction. There are also many outside the church with no faith or different faith perspectives who look to followers of Jesus to see what our explanation, comfort, answers and direction is for the situations that impact our lives. Often this is done with a healthy dose of cynicism and scepticism or an attempt to trip us up or catch us out with hypocrisy and contradictions. And more often than not, we don't do too well when we stack up against those. So this year, we'll be approaching Scripture with a bifocal lens. And we'll be asking ourselves is there truth within Scripture that we can discern that helps us to deal with the issues that are unique to what we're going through right at this very minute? But also we'll be asking, is there truth within Scripture that is, in a sense, eternal, that is as true today as it was when it was written? In some cases, that truth could be the same. In others, we might find it challenging to reconcile the two or may even struggle to find truth at all. My prayer is that as we work through this year, we might find a renewed and a deepening engagement with both our Bibles and our world. I'm going to be as bold as to pray That this year we might actually fall in love with our Bible again, or maybe even for the first time. And that love might be expressed in an active love for our world. What is truth is a question that Pilate asks Jesus before his crucifixion. And... Unhelpfully for us, Jesus doesn't answer that question. But what is truth is as challenging a question when Pilate asked it as it is in every age and particularly today. Right at this very moment, many are asking what is truth about the causes for our bushfires What is truth about climate change? What is truth in the Middle East? We live in a time of the highest ever levels of education in the Western world. Information dissemination has never been as easy and complete. With technology advancing, More and more, we learn more and more each day. But we're also faced with fake news, conspiracy theories, politicized opinions and propaganda. And there is a temptation to deconstruct all truth as either subjective or objective and reconstruct our own version of the truth into something that sits more comfortably with our own version of the truth, or our agenda, or our perspective, or our current argument. While this approach has and continues to be taken with the Bible, this is not what I'm intending to do with our theme for 2020. In the coming weeks, I'll continue to unpack what this means conceptually, and give some real practical examples of how we do this but to point us in the right direction as we embark I thought I'd ask Ed Sheeran for some help. Apparently the other famous redhead from the UK was busy this week Um, so was that too soon sorry. (laughs) What does Ed Sheeran, the Bible and truth, have in common you ask? Well I'm so glad you did ask that question. On Friday, um, the Aria Charts released the top 10 selling songs in Australia over the last decade. Unsurprisingly, Ed Sheeran had the number one selling song of the entire decade. Um, It surprised me which one it was, though. The Shape of You uh, was his most prolific selling song in Australia. Um, but or he also had another two songs in the top ten. Leanne and I had the privilege of seeing um, Ed Sheeran live in concert back in 2018 in Suncop Sun Stadium, and it, it was amazing. We are both fans of his music. But as a musician, and particularly as a guitarist, I was absolutely transfixed with his musicianship. During the concert, with the exception of one song when he brought his support act, Missy Higgins, on stage to sing a duet, there was only ever three things on stage. Ed, his guitar, and what is known as a loop station, or more colloquially, just a looper. No backing band just those three things. And his mastery of his tools, his guitar and his looper, was just astonishing. Late last year, I bought myself a looper. There you go. It's not as fancy as Ed's, but the premise and how it works is the same. This um, pedal allows you to record a couple of bars of music and then you can loop those um, recorded bars throughout the song and then you can record something else over the top of it and loop it over that and then you can add another layer and loop it over that again. Ed begins each of his songs by creating layers of loops before he starts singing I'm sure his looper allows him to pre-record like mine does, so he doesn't have to actually do them all in the moment, but from what I was watching, it seemed like the vast majority of all his loops were created right there on stage. He'd start with just a rhythm or a beat, but using his guitar Percussively like it, like a drum, to create something that would set a rhythm and keep him in time throughout the song. He'd then add chords and more rhythm. He'd then add contrast and harmony, and then other chords and melody. He'd then record different loops for different parts of the song. And there must have been at least a dozen loops for each of the songs that he was playing. And then, once they were recorded, which didn't seem to take too long, he'd launch into the song. Even though I bought my uh, Looper back in November, I hadn't had the chance uh, to get it out of the box until last Wednesday. I had a few things on between November and December and uh, the lead up to Christmas. <laughs> And uh, my my brother-in-law was visiting from Newcastle, and he's a way better guitarist than me, and he encouraged me to to, to get it out of the box and have a bit of a play with it. After one try, I can say that I'm certainly no expert, but I've decided that I want to become one. It's said that if you want to become an expert in something, it's going to take you 10,000 hours so I reckon I can probably commit about two hours per week um, to my, my, my exploring my looper. So I reckon I'll be about 143 by the time that I'm an expert. I certainly hope that if I do manage to live that long, they will have found some sort of cure for my arthritic fingers by then. Still not sure what all of this has to do with the Bible, the truth and how we deal with what's going on in the world around us? Well, I'm glad you asked again. You see, not everybody likes Ed Sheeran. Not everybody likes every Ed Sheeran song. In fact, some people find Ed really hard to listen to. But hopefully in my explanation of how he creates and performs... You can have some appreciation of his artistry, his mastery, and his creativity. I think it would be fair to say that our Bibles are challenging to read. Especially if you decide uh, at the new year to start in Genesis and work your way all the way through to Revelation. There are bits in the Bible that I find very difficult to understand and would prefer to skip over. There are some bits in the Bible I actually wish weren't there at all. It would also be fair to say that there are many in our world who find the Bible, or at least parts of it, offensive and unpalatable. So they turn to the experts for explanation, for rationalization, and for justification. The people who they think are the experts are people like you and people like me. Those people who turn up and find themselves in church. The problem is that I don't think that we have any experts including myself, in this congregation. If we were to use the 10,000-hour theory, if we allowed two hours a week, of not just reading our Bibles, but actually looking deeply at them, dissecting them, finding out how it works and comes together when it was written, who it was written for, researching and exploring and applying the Bible, it would take us... 96 years to be considered an expert. If we wanted to step it up a level and actually wanted to do those two hours every single day of this type of biblical exploration, we would need 13 years straight before we could call ourselves experts. And my best estimate, I probably think that I spent around 8,000 hours du- during my theolo- the- getting my theology degree. The one thing that I learnt that has stayed with me during that theology degree is the more that I learnt, the more I realised I needed to learn more. I certainly don't feel like an expert, at least most of the time into my reality and your reality, I thank God for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God actively at work in you and me, not only as we read Scripture, but also as we live in this crazy mixed-up world. The best that we can and should aspire to be is an active listener to the Holy Spirit as we read Scripture. And this doesn't discount our ongoing need to dig deeper into our understanding of how Scripture arrived to be in our hands, when it was written, who was written for, to to see how it has made a difference in the lives of those over the generations and how we can apply it in our day-to-day lives. As we approach scripture in this way, we can discern an underlying beat, like the heartbeat of God. And this year I'm calling that a truth for all time. Even in the most challenging of scriptural passages, when we look at it both prayerfully and diligently, And if we're led by the Holy Spirit as we read, we can discern a distinct sound of the simple rhythm of God, of God's love, God's nature, God's creativity, God's compassion, and God's grace. There's a simple heartbeat in the words that we heard Stephen read from today's Gospel. And that simple heartbeat is that Jesus is the Son of God. And that beat travels all the way through Matthew's Gospel. And you see it repeated and echoed and underneath every Gospel and every letter in the New Testament. And you can even hear it throughout the Old Testament. My thesis as we approach this year's theme is that the truth for all time will always have a sense of simplicity and consistency about it. Maybe my further diligent approach might lead me to a different conclusion, but that's what my journey so far has led me to believe. But as we explore and dig deeper and discover the layers by listening attentively to the Holy Spirit, as we start to realise the style of writing that we're reading, as we start to appreciate who it was written for and for the purposes of which it was written and what was going on in the world at the time that these passages were written, as we become aware of the different layers, that we might find that each of us connects differently because of what's going on in our lives at the moment. I'm sure you've already um, been experienced enough when you pick up a Bible Um, one, one day and read a passage and think, oh, yeah, that means this. And then you pick up the same passage sometime later and you discover something different. There may be some truth for our time that seems to apply to all of us. But there might be revealed to you an insight, a revelation, or an epiphany that you might find or feel is unique. And this is not us creating our own truth to suit ourselves. This is being attentive to the heartbeat of God, directed by the Holy Spirit, revealing a sense of intimacy and connection and personal relationship that has been the bedrock of the Christian faith since the church began. Looking at a passage like we had uh, this morning, asking questions like, why did Jesus need to be baptized? What connection is his baptism with our baptism? How and when should we actually get baptized? what is the mission that Jesus begins in baptism and how does it relate to what we're called to do in the world today? Asking these types of questions may uncover our truth for our time. Today, unless you want to give me another 15 minutes, um, I might need to leave that for your own personal reflection and your homework for this week. But to be able to look at Scripture and ask these questions, but also to expect to find a layer, an answer, a direction, a calling, a comfort, a challenge, an inspiration, a hope, a conviction, a judgment, a sense of peace, a sense of purpose. My prayer is that we will begin to hear and become more aware of the heartbeat of God as we explore God's Word, that we might be attentive to the layers, the details, and the direction that the Holy Spirit leads us, that we might be a people who live the truth for our time that clearly demonstrates who we are and who we are called to be and why we follow Jesus. Loving God, we thank you for the truth that we find in your word. And as we begin a new year, a new theme, a new journey, As we continue to wrestle, be with us. May we clearly hear your heartbeat, your truth, your love, your grace, your forgiveness and your compassion. And might you stretch us to use that experience and that encounter to be impactful in our world to strengthen our relationships with you and with each other. Holy Spirit, be with us in this journey. Amen.